and welcome to Listen Hanaya. How's everybody doing? I yo, I really want to just jump into this because I am so excited about today's topic. Okay, so if you've listened to my podcast, Listen Hanaya, for the first time, thank you so much. If you've been back over and over again, thank you indubiously. And also, if you follow my channel on YouTube, hello Hanaya. If you follow me on the reel, if you just follow me on the gram, you know I'm all about self-awareness, about evolving. I love learning more things about myself, learning how to improve the things about myself and how to be more enlightened, um, just to be more present in the world. I've heard about this one thing over and over again, and I've been so curious about it that it wasn't until now that I started my podcast, I thought, why the hell can't I just talk about it here? And that is the practice of ayahuasca. I'm dropping a silent moment for a it's second. Okay. Huge. So it's that's trending. my, yes, it's trending. It's, it's trending. trending right now, currently yeah. on Google alerts. Um, yes. Dennis is in the room with me, my brother, uh, my sidekick. Also, my girl Marav is on the mic for our fact checking purposes. Thank you, Marav. And Dennis and I, yo, we've been talking about ayahuasca for the last year. I don't know about you, Dennis, but I've been thinking about it for maybe four years now. Yeah, you you actually brought it up to me for the first time. I, you know, I'm always interested interested in psychedelics. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why this is popular now, but I've you know I've had experience with other things, but but I don't know anything about it. And right, everyone is talking about it. Right, it's like all the rage. Yes, yeah. and and to start off, the reason why I'm interested in it, um, to be very honest and respectful to the ritual, is. I've learned, and again, we're going to debunk all these myths that I may know. This is all a bunch of bullshit I could be telling you. But I've learned that a lot of people who go searching for ayahuasca is because they want to reach either a certain type of enlightenment or understanding within themselves. But you have to be ready, I've heard, to go there, whatever that might mean for you, right? And I am. And in the past, when I was married, I actually didn't feel like there was anything I had to overcome. Mm. But now that I'm divorced, now that I'm 41, now that I'm newly dating and, and, you know, my world shook up a little bit, I'm open to knowing what going there could mean if I haven't already gone there already. Gotcha. So what about for you? What is it you've heard about ayahuasca and why does it interest you? Well, for, for starters, um, this is basically what I know. I think that it's a, it's a serum or a drink and you take it and then you throw up. And then you hallucinate. That's right. that's what I understand. Yeah, basically the pr- the process of hallucinating is where you kind of begin to go there in a series of days, by the way, and in a very respectful manner. I heard you have to fast beforehand. You have to cleanse, and it's not just something you do on your own. You have to do it in a respectable space. I heard you've got to have clean toilets, and I've heard that you also have to have some someone called a shaman who I have no fucking idea what that means. I don't know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know what and that I also means. know that you do this overseas. You can do it in certain places. It is illegal, but you can go to different countries where it is legal, right. like Peru, That's to be right. able to do South it safely, America's which is what I'm considering. Right. right. So, and, oh, go ahead. Or you can do it in three cities in America where it is decriminalized. What are those cities? Oakland, Chicago, and Denver. Got it. Yeah. Oakland. Hey. Yes. Area. I'm down with that. Okay. Who's All right. surprised by that? No one. So, knowing, knowing me, fam, <laughs> knowing me, fam, you know that I had to go out there and do my due diligence to start asking for personal recommendations when it comes to somebody who can lead me to this experience of ayahuasca in the safest, most respectful way. And one of my closest girlfriends, actually one of my best friends, she told me about Nano, maybe about a year ago, and 
I never had a chance to make the connection until now. And I thought, wait a minute, I've got a podcast. My fam out there who listens to Listen Honey, you all know that I'm real woke about uh, gaining new experiences, new tools, sharing with one another on how we can better our lives. So why don't I invite Nano in to talk to me about ayahuasca? And if we down down, Dennis and I will go through an experience with Nano and come back and tell y'all about it. I'm, I'm interested. Let's hear. Let's hear what he has to say. So, enter the room, Mr. Nano. Yay! Hey. Hi, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Okay, tell us about this saucy accent first of all. So, you are from Argentina. <laughs> yes, I was oh. born in Buenos Aires. Ah, okay. So, did you just move here? I know you originated from there. How did you get to America? So, I lived in. I lived there until I was 23. And then eventually, um, 10 years ago, I, I moved here um, because of a woman. <laughs> Ooh, we, we tend to have that. <laughs> romantic Argentinian. The romantic, yeah. Yes. The, the warm blood. You can't, you can't get it out of any Argentinian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are a certified shaman. Um, I mean, it's interesting to use the word certification. Oh, really? Because there's Could... no such a thing. Well, how the uh, fuck do you become one? <laughs> I would say... Um, a lot of experience and following my teacher and then my subsequent teachers everywhere until um, you feel that you're ready to provide this to people in, in a safely and really loving manner. But no, there's no such a thing as a certification, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, who knows? Okay, if you're a bad shaman, can you get kicked out of the no, click? Interesting. Can't. The only way that you'll get kicked out, which is not exactly that, is if you practice really incorrectly, just people will not recommend you. Um, okay. But this is mainly word of mouth, you know. Ah. Uh, um, hence uh, how you came to to me. Okay. Correct. Got exactly. it. So tell me your experience with ayahuasca. Like, what led you to become a trustworthy, recommendable name? Where did you learn about it? How many times have you done it? And what do you do now? So. Um, Probably like you, um, a friend of mine recommended me to go for many years, actually, until one day I decided to go. Um, maybe one of the reasons why I didn't want to go is because I've never done any substances. Nothing? Nothing. Not even marijuana? Marijuana, I probably have done it 10 times by then in my mm. life, and I wasn't really interested. I probably have never been drunk or like once as a teenager. Really, like I was, I was really into sports and like healthy living, and um, I was under the wrong assumption that if something made you have a psychoactive experience that then it was bad for you um, like many people believe and so I was one of them um, but so that's why probably why it wasn't going eventually um, I really trusted my friend who said you really need to do this and how old were you when you did this I find like that's an important thing yeah I was 27 okay yes so six years ago got it so almost six and a half um, and uh, and so I went and it ended up becoming the most important night of my life. And I wasn't necessarily depressed or didn't have any um, childhood trauma or any of that. I mean, later I realized we all have it. We all have childhood trauma. Um, but I, I didn't have a specific difficult childhood. Quite the opposite. I had an amazing childhood, an amazing life. I was happy with my life. So I was like, I'm not going there for any. I didn't know why I was going. I was only trusting my friend. Um, what did your friend describe it to you as, though? Like, what they say you were going into? He he was very smart by describing as little as possible. I think that is very important. Is the less research you make, 
um, the the more you'll go there without any expectations. Oh, and I'm, I'm jacked because I, I know that's really <laughs> cool podcast. I was gonna tell you that too because really? we're we're basically open pa- Pandora's box for us or something like that. Like we're kind of ruining the experience by uh, researching the like it's the Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> Well, experience. you don't necessarily ruin it, but because there are many people who don't practice it correctly, in, in at least based on my standards, um, there's a lot of scary stories out there as well. So the more you research, the more you start creating this image in your head of what it should be or what it will be. And then um, I always start the ceremonies with an introduction. And one of the things I say is, guys, I have no idea what will happen today. I have no clue, but I know one thing. What you have in your head that will not happen. So no matter what you've heard from your friends, no matter what you've read, uh, even if you've done it before, no matter what you have experienced, today is going to be so new that you would feel like you are being given a different brew or a, or a different substance. Because, Got it. Yeah, because what it does is it constantly reflects who you are in that moment. And so after an ayahuasca experience, well, first of all, if you've done it before, after an ayahuasca experience, who you are Changes it changes drastically. So if you do it again two months later, who you are in that moment is so different, and you have peeled a few layers that are not there anymore. So you go a little bit deeper, and those layers look really different. Wow! And let alone if somebody else have told you about it, they are a completely different person. So, okay. Yeah, it's very unique. It's like a, an amazing mirror. So wait, go back Let's to go back. you're with your friend. Yes. The first night. Um, so that has has been the biggest night of my life in terms of understanding every single thing that I'm doing that was against me, that I thought it was in favor of me. Um, and the opposite, all of the things that I thought they were in favor of me, but they were against me or things, you know, constantly, it's a constant realization of everything you've been doing wrong and everything you've been doing right in your life. Uh, from your actual actions to your thoughts to the things that have happened to you and m- most importantly to the, your interpretation of things. So um, ayahuasca kind of like blends um, the good and the bad in, into a non-dual um, experience where everything you thought that was bad in your life or things that have happened to you that you labeled as negative, then you start seeing that, that they had so much value. So you start being grateful, for example, about every single thing that has happened to you that you cursed before. Everything that you said, I wish this wouldn't have happened. Now you're like, I'm so grateful that this has happened. I get it. Because you start seeing how much it has given you. So um, it's like people start becoming uh, friends with their past. And so things that were really traumatizing, they are still there. But now they feel like a blessing rather than a than something that's interesting bad. Like, let's say like you were robbed at gunpoint or something like that mm-hmm. something that traumatized you you would look at that like something that heroed you like turned you into a stronger person for example that's one of the many possibilities but you realize that everything that has happened in your life has happened for you rather than against you um so anyway so i started realizing a lot of things that if, if I would actually have to describe that night, it would take the whole podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How many times did you do it your first time? Because um, I know ayahuasca, you intake it one time mm-hmm. and then you do it sometimes three or four days. Uh, yeah. My first time was just one night okay. because it was so big. I could not imagine doing it again for for months. And how many times since then have you gone through your journey with ayahuasca that's a uh, that's a good question um i can say i've had probably about 80 to 100 personal journeys and then 
I yeah, <laughs> and then I probably ingested it about 400 times because when I give a ceremony, um, I also drink, but I, I drink less so I can be on my feet, you know, being able to, to help people. Um, but I do drink so I can be in contact with, in a, in a deeper contact with what's happening. So, yeah, I, I get that too. Like, you, it's hard to, um, you forget what they're feeling. So, to be on a relation, like a relational vibe or f mm. on some par, then you take a little. Um, I wouldn't say you forget, um, but um, there is a, there's an, it's, it's almost like the difference between uh, doing something out of memory or doing something out of what the moment really needs. So you're in much deeper contact with, uh, with the deepest side of yourself and of the participant to know what that participant needs, that specific participant in that specific moment, rather than taking it out of your brain as, as some sort of formula, right? So that's why I think it's important to, to also be in the same energetic space. Okay. And how did this eventually lead you to considering yourself a shaman? So um, after that, I realized that this is what everyone is searching for in, in a way. People aren't really saying, I want ayahuasca, but people are constantly saying, I want to be a better person. I want to know how to forgive my parents. I want to know why I have money, house, car, wife, everything, and I'm still unhappy. I want to know the source of my unhappiness. I want to People, I want, I want the world to be in peace. I, I want wars not to exist. People are constantly having all of these wishes that are coming from a really beautiful, deep place. Um, but then, you know, your life kind of takes over, and 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 it's not that you forget, but either you don't have the tools to know how to do it, or your life kind of, you know, gets your attention somewhere else. So when people do ayahuasca, all of these things come they flourish and they come into surface. Um, so when I realized that this is a really um, amazing tool and an amazing medicine for all of these things that everyone is wishing for to become true, I realized that anything else that I would do would, would have less meaning. This is so, so meaning. It was so meaningful to me. One of the biggest realizations I had that night was that the best way to experience um, being whole and, and pure happiness is when you see that happiness in other people's faces, and so that was it. That I, I didn't need. I need. I didn't need to do to think it twice. Um, so with time and uh, a lot of nights of ayahuasca, I followed my teacher to many countries, everywhere he was going, and I made it a a mission of mine to to be able to to serve this and to do it properly, because. It's uh, it's a very sensitive um, topic and a very you're you're playing with people's deepest, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, with the deepest side of themselves. Some people call it their soul. Some people call it their deepest wounds. Um, and so, if you don't do it correctly, you can cause more harm than good. Yeah, and that was not what I wanted as a as uh, a mission. Mm. So ayahuasca is a beverage. It's a tea that comes from leaves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about what it is and what is it doing to your brain and your body. Absolutely. So ayahuasca is made out of two main components. Um, one is a vine 
looks basically like a piece of wood, you know, like tarzan. Yeah. Um, and the other component, so that contains no psychoactive um, compounds or chemicals in it. Um, and the other plant that you use um, can be sourced uh, from many different uh, plants because what you want from that second plant is a source of DMT. DMT or dimethyltryptamine is the actual active compound that allows the experience to happen. Um, there's many plants that contain that are high on DMT. The most common one or traditional one, um, it's a it's the leaf of a bush called chacruna uh, found in the Amazon. I happen to use a different source of DMT for for many different reasons. One of them is taste. It tastes much better okay. with the source that I use. Appreciate <laughs> like that. that. Yeah, we like yes. that. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to cook. A anyway, there's... I'm an elite member on Yelp, so I really appreciate <laughs> the flavor. What are we, what are we talking about taste-wise? What are the differences? Bitter? Very bitter. Oh, bitter. Yeah. bitter. Yeah. I, I imagine it, bitter. for all my Vietnamese so fans funny. out How there. How did you know that? I imagine, well, because I think it's trees. I imagine it to taste like tuk bak. I, only if you're Vietnamese would you know this. Like I, okay. when I was growing I'm up, my grandfather would stew this concoction of some shit. I don't know what it was. It was brown, and to be honest with you, it tastes really gross and licoricey. Mm -hmm. But it's very oh, it therapeutic is, yeah. when you smell it, and they drink it for their bones, and the, it's like, like a tea. Yes, it's like Fernet. Mm -hmm. Yes, wow. Our Argentinians love Fernet. Wow. <laughs> so I imagine. So is ayahuasca similar to Fernet at all? Um, like people, that licorice strong? It's very strong. It's very strong and very overpowering um, and uh, very bitter. It's, you know, some people call it like really strong soy sauce. Um, oh. Some, oh, okay. People try, yeah, some people call it licorice. Okay. Um, the truth is there's nothing like it. So it, okay. would, it would be new. You try to, to label it as one of the things that you already know, but it's, it's very new. Okay, so how much do you have? Is it like a teacup? Is it a half a cup? What is it? Um, so traditionally, people would give you, um, I don't know how to, uh, in a podcast really how to explain this, but about a quarter of... Um, a shot? Two shots? It's like the equivalent of like a big shot or two shots Kay. in general. Um, because I have a background in science, I... I, I cook it a little bit different and much stronger. So what you'll have is basically a, a fifth of a shot. It's just a few drops. It's very, very strong. Concentrated. Wow, yeah. What do you put in it? What do you do that's different? Um, I cook it much longer. Um, I cook it with uh, the knowledge of um, how these plants work. So um, one, one question that you asked before is what is it doing to your brain? So what I said is the second uh, plant, the source of DMT, is the one that gives you the experience. Why would you not just drink that? Right. Why, why, why do, do you I need, need the this other bark right. shit? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So because I've heard so much about DMT, also. Correct. Um, isn't DMT naturally produced when you sleep and, or when you dream, die, and when you're born? Yes. Um, it is. It's not fully confirmed by science, but there's strong. Um, what's the word? Um, um, theory or strong evidence? Well, evidence is when it's already. Oh, it's already. I'm um, strong indications. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's, there's very strong reasons to believe that actually that happens. Mm -hmm. um, the um, that that your pineal gland uh, releases big uh, amounts of DMT when you're born, when you die, when you're asleep, and um, and it's been found in rats too, in the pineal gland of rats. So. Um, you know, it's there's a, there's a very strong. I can I can go also um, into the evidence of why this is um, this is believed, but I think probably I'll just leave it there as for now. 
Um, and so why don't you just drink the DMT or this or, the, or make a tea with the plant? I want the pure stuff. Right. <laughs> why do you need the first For sure. the first plant as well? <laughs> so the reason is because you have DMT in your in your system already. Your body also con has the enzyme that is meant to um, metabolize it, right? So otherwise, if you wouldn't have this enzyme, you would be on DMT all day long. You wouldn't be able to open that door, <laughs> gotcha. right? You'd be tripping all day long, which sounds amazing. You would get to know yourself very well, but you wouldn't be able to do anything. So there's an enzyme. That helps you digest it? Uh, metabolize it. Metabolize it. Right. Um, so... You have this this uh, this DMT in your in your in your system, and this enzyme uh, called MAO or monoamine oxidase is constantly metabolizing it. Um, if you drink and uh, oh, and this uh, enzyme metabolizes it really really quickly. If you drink this DMT, what happens is about the 15 minutes that it takes for it to digest. In those 15 minutes, this enzyme that you have in your body already digested it, metabolized it, and you pee it out. So you you can drink, not not a quarter glass. You can you can drink the whole bottle, and nothing would happen. Yeah. So the first drink, what it does is, even though it has no psychoactive effect, it contains an inhibitor of this enzyme. So when you drink it, this enzyme in your body stops working. Right. So there's nothing in your body now that metabolizes DMT. So when you drink the the it second plant. It. Right, exactly. Then nothing metabolizes it, so it becomes active in your body. And it, that's why you need these two plants. The way I, and now I'm backtracking a little bit more, and the way I cook them and the way I offer them is, uh, is pretty much very different to the way it's being served in tradition. Um, it's more like science-based, understanding the chemistry and how it works, um, the way it's separated, the way I cook them. So you need to drink much less, which uh, reduces a lot the nausea, um, I would say in my ceremonies about maybe 30 or 40 percent of the people end up uh, vomiting um, instead of you know 90 like mo like in most ceremonies. And then it's you, yeah, um, though it's it's really good. We can go into this later if 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 you guys want. But it's really good to actually vomit. Vomit. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Let's take a break. Sure. <laughs> because I want to digest all of this before I vomit it back out. But when we come back, I'm going to find out more facts about this because I'm already really excited about my first time Sounds with great. ayahuasca. Stay tuned. So you guys are oh, okay. just tuning in. We're actually talking about the experience of ayahuasca. Coming back, we are with Nano, our uh, beautiful shaman, who is walking us through what ayahuasca is what the experience is like, and why Dennis and I will be very safe going in Nano's hands as we experience for our very first time ayahuasca. So you were telling us about the first drink and how it will kind of stun gun your body to be able to accept all the DMT and have the best experience. Correct. Then what? Um, then, well, we can take two passages. Um, I can describe what happens then. Or um, you you asked about... What are the effects to your body? Right. Does it damage your brain? If you want, I can go into everything at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give us it all. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, we should do a brief over like side effects. And for, sure. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. So well, I just want to know what is going to be left over. I have a television host to help Monday. <laughs> I have a television show to co-host on Monday. I got this podcast to keep going. You know what I mean? Like I got to come back. Right. So the um, side effects are all awesome. 
uh, are a much <laughs> a much better lifestyle, <laughs> much better self acceptance, self love. Um, people, you know, there's a study uh, done between 83 and 93, uh, so 10 years um, in a control group of people who were attending the same church. Um, it's a church that they actually use ayahuasca as um, part of their ritual. It's called Santo Daime. It's one of the biggest uh, organizations that, that do ayahuasca. Uh, some people don't drink um, for different reasons. Uh, some people do. And all the people that um, were in the, in the, all the people who are doing it every Sunday, you know, for, for service, um, they all had like better psychological assessment, less um, uh, violence at home. I mean, like they felt they much more connected, much more in peace, much more acceptance of life the way it is, seeing the beauty and everything. So, um, like better memory, there's better health in general. So, um, there are no real um, side effects. It, again, if if you're if you're doing it correctly, um, if you don't do it correctly, the side effects can be that the experience could have been traumatizing for you. Yeah. Right. So. Um, but there's no such a thing as brain damage or quite the opposite. Um, it's so healing to the point that I've used it, for example, instead of aloe vera to treat sunburn topically um, or an infection in my toes that I had once in my skin that um, most of the doctors would say, use this cream, use this other cream. They would do nothing. And then I would use ayahuasca and in two days the infection would be gone. Mm. So the, the substance itself is so healing that when you're drinking it, and then all of that is in your bloodstream and going to each one of your cells is creating healing within you as well. And so zero, zero, it's, it's the safest medicine in the world, safer even, than aspirin. Even with alcohol, though, it kills brain cells to some degree, right? Well, I mean, but yeah. alcohol is, is very toxic. But yeah, it's toxic. There's nothing right? good about very, alcohol. I mean, oh, really? well, the only thing that's good about alcohol is it disinfects uh, right, topically. That's right, that's true. But like it, um, even then it, it's painful, you know, and I think it, you have to be careful about how you use it. But I think that's such a beautiful visual that you just described. Basically, well, alcohol like, is not natural either. Right, well, right. Alcohol can be natural. Oh, um, it can be. Yes, oh, it can be derived from fermented. grapes and fermented. Yeah. Right, like most wine, for example. Yeah. Um, or, or honey if when it ferments. But that's why even wine is encouraged if you're going to drink something a day, a glass of wine, yeah. as opposed to like a shot of... Because it's not a 90 proof, clear. you know, yeah. also. Because right. like, why are we drinking 90 proof anything? Right. We shouldn't be, <laughs> right? you know? So why is ayahuasca illegal if it's so good and so healing and therapeutic for you? Um, unfortunately, the answer to that is not very encouraging. And it is what is good or bad for you does not determine if it's legal or not. Uh, so many of the legal things... Um, uh, yeah, right. That, that we consume have like nothing, cigarettes. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like alcohol, mm -hmm. yeah, have nothing to do with uh, health. Yeah, uh, and many things that are really healing, like ayahuasca, are are illegal. Am I wrong to think that it's because there's a huge push, or a, honestly, it's a huge business? Cigarettes and alcohol produce billions of dollars so because there's a huge push for it they want it whereas ayahuasca it feels a little more hippy dippy to me i feel like people don't know about it well that's what it was because during the 60s when all these drugs were given the same class as in yeah. marijuana and heroin are yeah. in the same class 
it's because of this drug like in the culture in our country it was like freak out the hippies are losing we're losing control of them and so like that's a huge part of our culture right like i know that you're not from here but like i'm sure you know this oh, yeah. you've lived here for long yeah. enough like and so the idea that something is psychoactive that is like a hard to control person the idea is like oh they're like tripping out like they are unpredictable and they are going to go yeah. like crazy and blah 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 but i think with ayahuasca in particular compared to other psychoactive drugs you're not comatose but you're basically debilitated you know you can't be walking around you know doing things and interact like you're you're on a mat so oh, yeah. it, there's way less threat involved in it like it's not the kind of drug that like meth heroin alcohol like these drugs that make people do crazy violent cr- criminal things endangering things to right themselves, yeah. altering them ayahuasca it's at least correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like the kind of thing where nobody's really in danger of hurting anybody else when they're on ayahuasca it's, are you floored is that is that the case um so it's very possible that you might not be able to walk uh, or that you will have a hard time, which is why you can't do this alone at home. Also, the experience can be intense. And if somebody's not, if you're stuck at some at some point of the ceremony where you really need help, just a few words or the right touch might change the whole experience. Oh, yeah. so you're almost like a free floating ball of emotion. So you need to be in the right atmosphere and hopefully a shaman. And, and if you notice Nano just said ceremony, that's because you're describing there's an actual experience with a group of people in a set location. So it's not like a free for all, like you, you kind of time everybody going through it so that you're guided. It's like a guided meditation with a drug. Um, yes, it can be like that, depending on the person. Each person has such a different experience that, that some person might not need you or even the opposite might need you not to even get close. Mm. And some person might be in constant need of help. And that actually is already very interesting because what ayahuasca does is everything that's ready to emerge for you to take care of. So Aya will always go straight it won't go to those places that you have already explored and worked on. It's not its point. That's why it's such a good medicine. The point of the medicine is to heal those places that you have not explored yet. Even if you're like doing meditation for 20 years and you're a yogi and you're like close to enlightenment, you can you know be amazing. So that means you worked maybe in most of your stuff. Those parts that you have not explored yet, that's where ayahuasca will go because it wants the best for you. So once you take care of this thing that is making you your less a less happy self, um, once all of that is is taken care of, right. you wake up next day feeling much better. Wow! Addresses like the most neglected part of your psyche, sort of is what it sounds like. Like yes, um, that can be that can sound scary. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think to add to that is that it does that only if you are ready to be to to take care of that. If there is some, so you, you use the word the most neglected. The most neglected or the biggest wound that each person has usually is not ready to emerge just right away. Okay. And so maybe there's some other things that are also really deep wounds, but that you are capable of taking care of. Yes. Then. And so with each session, why do people repeat this experience? Um, well, some people don't repeat it. Some people repeat it twice a year. Some people repeat it twice a month, depending on the person. But Every time you do it, what's ready now to emerge, what you can handle, then emerges. 
Um, so if something, for example, people who have uh, had really deep trauma with sexual abuse or with war, PTSD, um, people who have killed others and have seen their own friends die. I had many of those of people who have been to war. Um, and they're like, I, I don't think I can go there. It's, it's too scary. And so I always say, trust that if you are not ready for it, then it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Whatever will happen is whatever you're ready to take care Always. of. So Always. So anything you see or anything you get confronted with in the experience and being under ayahuasca, you were meant to see. Exactly. You're And you're How ready to handle it. How does your body and the drug know that? It's very magical. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that seems like the spiritual that's power cool. of it. Yeah. And that's really cool because in life, you just kind of have to trust that the problems that are presented to you or people that, I don't know, you date and maybe, I don't know, take you through a bad experience. You were meant to go through that. So you learn something to move forward in life. Yeah. Jeannie, so you it's, just nailed it. Got you. And, and what you just said is what people might have heard a million times in their life, but it didn't really resonate in until the experience itself shows it to them. Right. And then after that, you not only become friends with your past, but also with um, with anything that happens from there over. Because once you have the understanding that everything that has happened to you has given you so much and happened in your favor, then every, when things come to you after that, you are much more receptive with a bigger chance of saying, oh, I don't like what's happening today, or I don't like uh, where life has put me, but I can trust that this is potentially being for my own good. Um, there's a there's a less resistance of what is of what is. Okay, well, and it's almost like what you just said is like like you can logically know like I know that if I did X Y and Z my life would be better, or if I know like you can logically understand like these things, but it's so hard to be like I know that I should do this for my health, but like why can't I talk positive? Why can't I speak positive affirm affirmations and believe them when I say them out loud? And then I think exactly. you go through an experience like that and all of a sudden it becomes clearer. Mm. Correct. Correct. So that's so cool. And so also, we, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was going to say, um, this society is also so based on shame and guilt. So, um, for example, what you were saying, I, I know I should be grateful today because I have a house and I'm waking up today and I'm having this amazing breakfast, but I can't be grateful and because I should. Therefore, what I start experiencing is guilt. I am not doing what I should be doing. Whereas um, the experience will show you that it's not that you should be grateful. You, you, you could become grateful if you take care of whatever is not making you be genuinely grateful. You can't force yourself to be grateful if you are not grateful, no matter how much you are convinced that that is the way to be or, or you have read in an Eckhart Tolle book that that's you know, what, what's bringing happiness into your life. You can you know. You can. <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah, I'm like awesome. his third boat. I'm so tired of him. Uh, yeah, yeah he's I love amazing. it. Um, but what you could do is um, explore the reason why that is not coming naturally, and and once you explore it and you take care of it, then you don't. It's the opposite. You don't need to force yourself to be grateful at all. You wake up and you're like, I'm so grateful today, and I didn't have to do anything. I just am. Um, I'm using gratitude as one of the examples, but it could be I should forgive my mother. I, sh uh, I should. I, there's all of these shoulds that create guilt. And the more guilty you feel about yourself, the less that you're willing to to explore what is actually causing it. You know, all your it's, it's like covering. Right. So you need to first remove that by saying this is happening. 
Um, I know that this could benefit me, but I can't. Let's, and that opens the possibility of let's explore why uh, rather than, you know, uh, than closing yourself off to it. Right. So we know the type of person that should go through ayahuasca is the person who wants to kind of take a deeper look inside their life, look at things that they should face to have a better perspective of their vision, their future, their self-awareness. What are the people that should not do ayahuasca? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, well, to start, who shouldn't do it? It's it's uh, it's a, it's actually a hard question to answer because many people that um, I thought it's better for them not to do it and then they end up doing it and benefiting so much. Mm. I was like, wow, I was wrong. And on the other side, people who are like, this person should really, really do it. Um, and then either they do it and then they don't find much benefit in it or they do it and um, like it's it's so, it could be, it's so it's so mysterious and it could go anywhere. You can have from um, a person who has no education and no anything and the most educated person, you have the most atheist and the most spiritual and a combination. You can make any combination of those people and you still cannot have um, like um, like statistics to form of which person should or should not do it. Um, the way I, I base that is... Um, the person who decides to come, I feel like is a person who's ready for it. And the person who, there's people, it's really amazing. People who are really have explored themselves and all of that. Um, and then they resist and resist and resist. And maybe their boyfriend or girlfriend, um, they are doing it all the time. And, and they are saying, come with me. It's so beneficial. And the person still resists. Maybe that's the person that shouldn't do it is a person who's actually not feeling called to do it at all. Mm -hmm. mm. Not because that person wouldn't benefit yet, uh, uh, wouldn't benefit. It's because maybe they are not ready yet. And maybe they are like a month away from it. And uh, it's so common when people stop insisting that eventually the person comes to the realization that it's time for them to do it. Um, and then that person shouldn't have been doing it before and now should do it now because that person came to the desire of doing it by themselves. And that's very, very hard for couples that um, one is doing it and the other one is not. The person doing it wants so badly this for the other person because they love them and they want the best for them uh, without realizing that the best for them is to come up with this by themselves. And I've fallen into that mistake myself. I have a lot of shaman friends have fallen into the same mistake as well. And that is part of our own personal journey of accepting the other person exactly as they are and allowing them to have the time to come by themselves. And I think that's the best way to know who should or should not do it. Mm. You can always be there to propose it and say, this is what it has done for me. You know where to reach whenever you want it. Okay, Please. rando question, asking Absolutely. for a friend. Is this something you would recommend going with someone that you're in a relationship with? Um, yes, Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. You said absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You think it'll bond each other? Will the other person see things that are too much? Like, will it be embarrassing? Um, well, one of the things I was talking a few minutes ago was about the really, um, how, how different people, feel. like if you don't do it together, one of the, uh, of the people in the couple might feel 
um, let's say you are you are the one doing it, you might feel like the other person has to do it. So they realize all of these things, right? I and the it. other person might feel like, hey, stop pre putting pressure in what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And so a lot of couples like sometimes start getting into some, um, you know, they, they start vibing in a different frequency, which eventually might lead them. And actually, I would say every time it leads them exactly to where they have to be. Sometimes that means splitting up. Sometimes that means the person faces their thing. Sometimes the person pushing stops pushing and then they realize how pushy they were, like wherever it is. But if you do it together, you you guys will be vibing in the same frequency. Do we have time? Do we have time for that breakup story? I want to hear that one. What's the breakup <laughs> story? You said led them to to splitting up. up. Oh, you had a couple that broke up after afterwards because oh. the realization of them being on different wavelengths. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, it, ha it happens. Uh, of course, fairly often. I mean, I don't want to scare people on saying don't do ayahuasca I because you break you up with your no, boyfriend true, or yeah. girlfriend. Um, but eventually, if so, ayahuasca will put you in a state of mind after the experience that is always towards your own your own good and the good of others. And so you start vibing, let's say, in that frequency, which we can call it a high vibing frequency, where you're just connected with yourself, wanting the best for you and the world and everyone. Um, and then if the other person has not come to these realizations and is vibing slightly in a lower frequency, um, you might feel like this person's just really not serving you anymore or that you are not serving this person because you are just like disconnected. Got it. In order to serve or be served, you need to be connected to that person. Absolutely. Yeah. So that will, you know, so, but just so you know, just in case you come with your boyfriend, is that um, I separate them. Why is he going to call me out? <laughs> call me? I said it was a friend. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Go well, ahead. Just, just in case your friend comes with her sure. boyfriend, yes. um, I'll, I'll separate them in, in ceremony so you oh. don't get worried about each other. You, This is a moment for yourself. Oh, but then at least you guys can both come together and be like, whoa, and recap together. Right. That's cool. Dude, it sounds exciting. <laughs> it really does. But I feel more excited about it because I feel like good, I'm in good hands, good hands yeah. <laughs> with Nano. Yes. That's honestly the reason. Because I'm not one to, I, I don't need to go and have, um, you know, a whirlwind of a drug experience. I had those days. They were called <laughs> raves. Pre-Jesus Genie, she was a good one. But... Now I want to, if I'm going to put anything in my body, I want it to be for an, like an experience that can be valuable, you know, that can be helpful to me in some way, you know? So for me, I just, the reason why I'm interested in it is because you guys know me. I love reading self-help books. Eckhart Tolle is one of my favorites. Um, I also love having thoughtful conversations with friends. I love my therapy sessions. I just want to see if I were to turn off my mind off of its controlled state, like I'm controlling my mind to go have these conversations or to go to my therapy sessions to fix what I'm aware of. What if I turned off my mind and just kind of let it take its own course? What would it bring to my table? Right. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm interested to see. It might just be a dope ass kaleidoscope show. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I think it's, it's way deeper than that. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, not, what if? It's not you know? like the Spencer's gift posters. Or, you know, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Do you guys remember those 3D posters when you would have a poster and you'd have to zero in on it and you'd have to focus and you'd get an image out of it like it would be a hot dog with mustard on oh, it or yeah, something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Could yeah. you see it? or Because some people like, can't see it. You crossed your eyes. Yeah, right? you oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, crossed yeah, your yeah. eyes. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now, yes. Okay. But see, there is a little part of me because, okay, I've experimented in my past. I've done Molly. I've done shrooms. I've done ass. I've done those things, right? And there's some times where you don't get the experience everybody else is talking about. 
right? So let's mm. say everybody's rolling or everybody gets the like, oh my God, do you see that? That's so cool. Look at the clouds. But your ass is sitting there like, yo, it's not hitting me the same. This hits bunk. Like, is that possible in ayahuasca? I will be so upset if I'm sitting there like, Nano, I want my money back. What's happening? Absolutely. It is possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, with yeah. the body weight, if you don't get the right... Has nothing to do with body weight. No? Zero. No. I don't drink the same as... You know, she would, right? Or I think you do portion control for like do, me it, versus my brother. I'm, 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 I'm very, yeah, I'm very diligent about how I dose people. I, as I said, I love science and I measure it up to the milliliter. People see me in ceremonies with a syringe and like measuring each milliliter, which no one does. But I, and then I memorize. If I worked with you once, I memorize your dose for the rest of my life. Mm. I've worked with about six thousand people already. And I know the doses, dosages of each one of You've them. You've taken 6,000 people to Narnia? <laughs> <laughs> About, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I, and when I do it, I want to like, I want to record myself. But I'm such a like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm such a fucking little Instagrammer. Like I'd be yeah. like, look at me guys. I've got something, you know, but, but I don't think that's a good idea, right? You'd yeah, have we'll, a breakthrough we'll like while you're tripping that's like, this is all meaningless and like throw your phone <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But you're saying it's not body weight. If you don't get the same. Zero. What is it? Is it your own weight. mind blocking? Yes. So what's what's really happened? So I've had 90-pound um, women that needed to drink four times in a night to actually have a, a light experience and 250-pound muscular body uh, bodybuilders who, like, they need less than one because one is too much. Has nothing to do with the dosage. And even further... Um, I've had ex- I have a lot of, of people who their first time they needed four drinks in a night and their second time they needed one drink and their third time they needed three drinks and their fourth time they needed half and it keeps changing and keeps changing and each time um, you realize why is it that you need um, different amounts each time and it is based on um, maybe what's ready to emerge needs a specific form of mindset that you you don't have in that moment or that you need more or less in 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 those regards um for example some people what they so ayahuasca will emerge what's in between you and the happiest version of yourself the the very first thing that is a priority and maybe this is she's it's very tricky how this medicine works maybe this is a big maybe um but i've seen it happen many times maybe what it's making you a less happy self is a desire to uh, control everything, for example. Let's say that's, I mean, we all have a little bit of that, but maybe that's your number one priority. Or let's say what makes you a less happy self is that you expect a lot from other people and you're constantly getting disappointed. I just gave you two, yep, two sure. out of hundreds of examples. Yes. Um, and so what is the best way for this to arise is by facing either your disappointment uh, or your expectations, or uh, what was the first example I used? The first example was or the control, or yes, the control freak. Control freak. Yeah. Um, so how how does that arise? Is first by being faced to it, which in order for that to happen, let's say it's let's let's talk about disappointment. Your disappointment needs to arise. How do you feel the most disappointed in a in an ayahuasca ceremony? If you've been expecting a lot and nothing happens, you'll be like so disappointed. And then your disappointment will arise. Which is always kind of in life, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't walk in with expectations. Well, like one thing I hate is when everybody tells you the movie is so good. It's so good. You've got to watch it. It's the best movie ever. And then you go right. in expecting it to be the best movie. And you're always underwhelmed because you set yourself up overboard. Your Absolutely. mind is way more powerful than Absolutely. actuality. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so this is what Ayahuasca will do. It's like, okay, 
um, I'm not going to show up today. So you feel really, really, really disappointed. But there's something there that is that changes in you. So first you feel your disappointment fully. We're still talking about the example of disappointment, right? Um, and then um, maybe eventually when you work out through your disappointment, then you, the experience starts. Or maybe it doesn't start at all. There's people who experience nothing. And the person right by you is like yelling and the person right by you on your left is laughing their ass off and the person in front of you is crying their ass off and they are like not in this planet they cannot even realize that there's somebody taking care of them of how strong it is and you are like i could drive like i'm not experiencing anything mm. but what happens the most important part of the ceremony happens after the ceremony is over and pretty much i would say 99 percent of the people they realize why their experience happened exactly the way it happened, which is why it's so good as I started this podcast by saying, try to research as little as possible so you come with as little expectations as you can because maybe everything will happen, maybe nothing at all will happen, or maybe something in between. But for sure, what will happen, it won't be what you expect it to be. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I have my vote on whether or not I'm going to do it. What do you think, Dennis? I think I'm... Yeah, I think I got. You're in. I'm, I'm in. Like in, like Flynn, like I'm. I'm in. In and like Flynn. Yeah. Okay. I'm in like Flynn. I am absolutely in. I want to try it, and I and I want to more so because I feel trusted. I, f I feel trust. Um, I feel like I'm safe in your hands. Thank you. And I also love how educated you took it upon yourself to even go research these damn bushes and figure out the one with the best DMT <laughs> and to make it most potent and all that. Like, I'm into that, dude, right? <laughs> okay, so Real Fam, this is what's about to happen. So we are going to schedule a date with Nano, Dennis and I. And Nano, I'd like to talk to you offline about putting together a small group mm -hmm. because I have a group of friends that want to do it with me. Absolutely. And we are going to go somewhere obviously legal, safe, and then once we are done with our ayahuasca experience, we are going to come back. I'd love for you to join us, Nano, and let's talk about our experience to our real fam. That would be such an honor and pleasure. And I'm really happy to be here so I can provide also a little bit of a different perspective on, on how most traditional ceremonies are held. Um, I feel very, very welcomed here and, and my, my heart is, um, is rejoicing with, with warmth. Oh. So thank you very much for your trust. Righteous. I promise uh, to give you the best experience that it's possible. This is so lit. <laughs> oh my God. This is so great. Okay, so scary. real fam. A little bit scary. A little scary. A little no, scary. I totally. Right. Well, also because I've never done any drugs since I was like in high school. Yeah. And and I'm not, not to say that this is a drug I'm looking forward to do, but I've never, this is a very different idea of doing something to reach a different point in your life and to be very accepting to what you see. Right. And I'm also an activator. Like I want to actually activate whatever it is that I learn. Mm -hmm. You know, but like if, if, if honestly this experience shows me something I have to visit or confront or take care of, I'm ready to do that. Correct. Like that's the reason why I want to go into it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're getting in, oh, going to do this for rec recreation or to feel recreation. High that's a great word. or something. You know, yeah. you're doing it so that you can gain something and grow from it. Yes, that's like a distinction, a yes. very serious one. <laughs> and to make clear too, what I do know about ayahuasca is there isn't a necessarily feel good high. That's the difference too. With most drugs, you're going to do it because there's a feel good factor to it. This isn't a feel good. In fact, some of it can be, I've heard things come out in all different ends. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh my god, this is wait, do you, <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Think, what's the percentage god. of people who shit their pants? Because I'm bad with poo. I'm okay with throw up, but this poo? is crazy. You can wear a diaper. Out no, of the, that's even worse. Out of the six thousand people I've given medicine, I know at least I know of three that in, pooed their pants. Yes, girls. Um, let me see. Okay, as if girls can control it more, even when they're on <laughs> I just don't. Girls are prettier. I don't know. Is it? So, so in my experience, is uh, as for now, statistically, is one out of two thousand. Oh. Uh, so it's it's, it's gonna un- be me, dude. It's I'm uncommon. Three to six thousand. Yeah. So what? What about It's it's really really uncommon. Okay. It's really okay. uncommon. Yeah. I I I wouldn't be I I wouldn't even be scared of it. Also, there's a thing. If that happens, it's because you are so out. That you don't even... Uh, oh, that you don't control your own bowel movements. But like to the point that you don't even realize that you're... Do- like oh, shit. if you shit your pants... Dude, you know, if I cognizant. wake up next to a turd, I'm yeah. going to die. <laughs> I won't be yeah, next no, to you, Jeannie. So- it will be a part of you. Oh, <laughs> so, so that's a good thing. Either it won't happen or if it happens, you won't realize it's happening because that's how shit. out you are. And by that Literally. moment, when you came, when you already come back, I already uh, cleaned you and took, you know, showered you and everything. <laughs> Wait, this is what oh. I want to know. Technically, <laughs> like, so if you are somebody that's gonna like, okay, even if you're barfing, for example, mm-hmm. like if you're in, if you're lying down, are you gonna like roll people over so they don't like aspirate? Like, how does that work? Because like, or does a person how do you sit watch everybody? Barf? Like, do they have the consciousness to like maneuver themselves? Ninety nine percent of the people know where they are, where their bucket is, where the bathroom is. They can walk to the like, okay. So yeah, so most of the time, yeah. good, when good. I see somebody really out, I. I keep either myself or one of my assistants to be like, um, like not twenty four seven because it's not a twenty four hour experience. But they are like constantly with them. Uh, if somebody's really, really having an intense experience, we have always somebody being constantly with them to prevent, you know, any of those things. But as I said, in in thousands and thousands of people, I've never, not even for a second, got worried that somebody could uh, damage themselves. And something tells me, Jeannie. That may be what you have to face. Mm. So what if what if you shit yourself and you wake up and you're just oh like, God. I don't care. That's the worst. I actually don't like <laughs> no, my own yeah, shit. Like that's, that's the, the worst. Okay. That's the <laughs> worst saying. one. You, you would forgive yourself. Um, all right, real fam. This is about to go down. So as you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening, first off, please subscribe. It means so much for subscribe. me to hear from you. Let me know where you're listening from by subscribing and make sure to comment below, especially if you have any questions. Because as I'm going into this, my first ayahuasca experience with Nano, I want to be loaded up with all my fam's thoughts so that I can come back and answer them. Now, you also know that I post all of my Listen, honey, podcast recordings on my gram. That's at the Genie Mai. So do comment below. Ask me all the questions you have. And I will definitely go through them with Nano. This is amazing, Nano. I'm so excited. I Same. can't wait to schedule. Oh, likewise. I can't wait to see your process after all of this. Oh, oh my It God. feels like a privilege. Does that mean my poo included? Okay, let's just do that. Thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful week. <laughs> <laughs>